and very, very dangerous. If you spotty sense, you know, I was like, oh, something's off. And I'm just like, man, I'm waiting to hear something, you know. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the 20th episode of the Warcry Podcast with the Big 2-0. You know, I've kind of been been holding back. Oh, by the way, I'm your host, Yehola Tiger. And so I've been kind of um, kind of waiting a little bit to talk about this topic. Um, today I'm going to talk about Dogman. Um, but before, actually before we do that... You know, always got to always got to break down, guys. How the how my uh, my week is going? You know, just keeping it keeping y'all updated. So I'm recording this on what is today? Monday, um, the day after Easter. Um, actually, you guys will be getting this, I believe, on Monday too as well. Um, so you know, a pretty eventful weekend. Nothing too light or nothing too crazy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so I'm actually, you know. A girl dad times times two now. I just had my second daughter um, Thursday afternoon, um, and so that's why you guys are getting this a little late. You know, some you know obviously family comes before the podcast, and you know having a second little one. Some of y'all know how it is. It's rough out here, but I uh, snuck away for a little bit. You know, just to to record the podcast and kind of get away and kind of do my thing. And so, um, but, you know, while, you know, watching, you know, you know, becoming a, 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 you know, having another, another kid, another child, I happened to come across a documentary called Grizzly Man. Grizzly Man. So, Timothy Treadwell, how this goes, he had been a documenting, uh, I guess I, I don't really entertainer. His goal was to basically film and get a TV show either on Animal Planet, Discovery Channel, National Geographic, you know, all those shows. That was his goal. And so what he would do is he would film like different, um, you know, scenes and he'd get up close and like super crazy close up to these bears. And one thing that about this documentary that I thought was... I'm not going to spoil it. I mean, it came out in 2003. If you haven't heard of this or seen this, I'm still not going to spoil everything for you. But basically, you know, he goes out in the middle of Alaska and films these bears. And he's a character. Um, he's a former drug head, former alcoholic. He gave all that up for the bears. Like, he was out in the middle of the wilderness with these bears and made a promise to these bears. So there's a little bit of kind of... Mental illness, you know, kind of paranoia, but it details his his thirteen year, basically journey of documenting these bears. And one thing that I just found kind of interesting is I'm glad they did put this in the documentary. They talked to the uh, the the natives up there, <clears throat> and so the natives up there were not happy with him, like at all. And I I tend to agree with them. Uh, there's a boundary between man and beast. And one one thing that, you know, was always taught to me growing up is if you if you don't want it, you know, or if you go looking for it, 
it's going to find you and it's going to get you and you're just going to meet you halfway. And that's one thing that I think that Timothy did is he met it full on and he, you know, ended up biting the bullet for it. But one thing I'm glad that they did, I did, you know, get the the indigenous people out there in, in Alaska and got their opinion on it. Um, to me, I'm going to be honest with you, it's kind of sad. It's like really sad, especially the ending, and then you find out what like kind of how things took place and like how I guess you'd say fate works. But it's on. I watched it on Tubi, and it's called Grizzly Man. Um, super sad documentary. But if you want to see, you know, some crazy scenes, like he he films a full on bear fight, like between two massive bears, and it's kind of crazy. Um, you know, he filmed all types of, you know, like them eating salmon. Like it's kind, of, it was cool. It was like super cool scenes that he he caught. But you know, was it at the detriment of himself or at the detriment of the of the bears? You know, who we may never know. So another documentary that, um, well, I guess show. Um, that I've that I've been watching, and it's kind of interesting. It's on um, uh, Apple TV Plus. It's called Invasion. It's got Sam Neill from. I'm only like two episodes in, um, but basically, it's if an alien invasion happens, and basically you have minutes to get your bearings together. So, the name of the show is called Invasion, and. It details a couple stories. Um, one of them is pretty nasty, like a nasty story, like nasty behavior, which you know, like we first, like when I first saw that, I was like, God bless, this guy is wilding out. But no, but so go check that out. Um, basically, it's about you know aliens are coming, and it and it details it kind of slowly introduces the aliens as the the episodes go. So go check that out. Invasion. Um, it's on Apple TV Plus. So, like I said, topic today is dog man. I'm trying not to be too wordy and windy with this one. Um, I'm sure we could. I could probably talk about this for a while because there's so many theories out there. Um, but if, but originally, the topic dog man or werewolves is is, is another word to call them. Um, it dates all the way back to the Greeks. And the Epic of Gilgamesh. Um, and essentially, Ishtar, she had basically turned one of her or her lover into a wolf. And that's the first iteration of ever, you know, it being written down on a piece of paper, you know, of that. And it's the Epic of Gilgamesh. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. But, um, you know, one thing, too, that, like, as you go through the annals of history and you kind of look at cultures, there are a lot of cultures all over the world, you know, who talk about these upright walking wolves. One um, that's depicted is in, is the Egyptians and the hieroglyphs. Um, you see, you know, different, I guess you could say they, they're like Anubis. They look like Anubis. Um, you know, the... the the gatekeeper of the underworld, um, but but they show up all over the place. Um, the only places they don't really show up are Russia, Japan, and Africa. It's the only places where I haven't seen any culture. You know, I may be wrong. Like, there may be someone out there hear this and be like, "Oh no, it's actually this." But one thing that 
as I bring it closer to us here in America, and especially here in Oklahoma, you know, Dogman is often looked up as a as a shapeshifter. It can be looked up as a shapeshifter. And there's two different ways to look at Dogman. Most people think of it as, a, like I said, mentioned as a shapeshifter. And, you know, someone wears the hide of a wolf and they turn into, um, you know, a wolf. You know, one thing, too, about Dogman is it's not just one thing. You know, some people think Dogman don't, doesn't, it doesn't transform. It's that way the entire time. You know, I've heard theories of Dogman being, you know, genetically modified between a wolf and a man. There's also theories out there that um, that they are interdimensional. Uh, and they can travel and they have technology. And they're, you know, smart um, type of creatures. You know, there's, there's, uh, there's a theory out there. I mentioned it on episode 19, Observations is there's a theory that just you know kind of was brought to my attention that Bigfoot was the the basically the the masters of dogman. Dogman is is described as pointed ears, snout, you know, much like much like a wolf, um and red eyes. Now I have heard amber eyes, I've had I've heard yellow eyes, you you know, but I've also you know a lot of it that I've read and and seen is has been red eyes. And a story that goes with that. So on, so on Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation, we had a, uh, a person uh, writing the story to us. And it comes out of Oklahoma City, in a pretty busy part of Oklahoma City. Well, as, a, as a kid, she grew up, you know, in, in the... So it was like a, it was a neighborhood, but it had a little, little stretch of woods kind of at, her back, at her backyard. And she, you know would often kind of feel uneasy or like something was watching her at that, you know, at the, the edge of the woods. And one night she was laying in bed and she happened to look at the window and there was this wolf, there was this dog. It's a wolf. It was looking at her and it had, and I can't remember if she's, I can't remember if, like I said, I, it's been a while since I've read that story, but it's crazy. Sometimes I can remember stories and sometimes I can't, but I can't remember if she said it had red eyes or yellow eyes. I want to say she said it had red eyes. Um, I'll have to go back, and if I'll make a correction in the later episode. But sometimes, guys, like I said last week, you're never batting a thousand. Anyways, but you know she she had seen this thing, you know, quite a bit. Um, not quite a bit, but she had you know felt this thing quite, for quite a bit, but then finally saw it, and it was looking at her through the window. You know, so it tormented her. You know, that's what that's what these dog men are known for is tormenting. Um, a crazy story that I had heard. Um, on a podcast from, you know, I'm, I'm going to mention a few podcasts here too as well. Um, this was, I think this one comes from Lance Hightower's, uh, uh, his podcast, Monster 911. Um, and I believe this is, comes from his, but, you know, there's been stories of Dogman, you know, somebody doing something to it, taking a pop shop at it like 30 miles away and it ends up at their house, like there. You know, so these things are, they, they play games, you know, and, and I often think about the jackal, you know, back in like kind of Egyptian days, the jackal always was playing, you know, known as a trickster, trickster god. Um, and, you know, so I always think of that, you know, sometimes, you know, when I hear those stories, um, 
for me, Dogman, like, I, I'm not really, I have never had a Dogman experience. I've never, you know, was, you know, I guess you could call Merle Home, you know, Dogman type of encounter. But, you know, one thing that about these creatures that it's kind of, to me is very frightening is the fact that it kind of shows almost like a innate awareness of, like, what it's doing. Like, it's letting you know, like, hey, I could hurt you. I could really do some damage to you. You know, a story I heard from Dark Waters uh, YouTube page, and this is a, kind of a crazy one, but a someone had, had sold this ranch, and the real estate person was telling him the story. And basically, they couldn't... They, were having this party, what they were told not to have a party, they had to not to have anything going on at, at night after the sun goes down. Well, then come to find out there's all these, uh, these, all these dogmen around here, you know, so it's, you know, and so, and they were messing with them, tormenting these people. And these are all like people looking at this nice, fancy house uh, in the middle of nowhere. But that's one thing, you know, and that one thing too that's like kind of crazy about them is like, People always assume them, like, you know how Bigfoot has normal pe- people feet? Like, you know how humans have their feet? People say that the dogman has basically those werewolf-type feet where, like, all the haunches are off or weird, you know? And, and uh, like, they're, like, the knees are pointed backwards and the feet are po- pointed forward, which, you know, like a dog, if a dog stood up. But to get to maybe some more, you know, history... So Linda Godfrey, uh, she passed away here in the last, I think, last year. But she came out with a book. And where I first heard of Dogman, um, had to be back in the early 2000s. And she came out with The Beast of Bray Road. And it was on, man, it was such a huge thing, too, back in the early 2000s. Because you didn't hear about these things. Like, you people are, you know, werewolves and vampires, you know, that's like the thing. Like, those are the things that people are, like, drawn to. But she came out with the Beast of Bray Road, and she had detailed in her in her newspaper sightings and reports and, and encounters that people were having on Bray Road. You know, one of the most famous encounters they, they had um, was basically, I think it was uh, it was a governor, a city employee was picking up roadkill you know, off the side of the road and making sure that the roads were clean and you know no deer or anything were in the road. We well, puts the deer back there. And he gets out, like he goes to put the deer up into the back of his truck, walks to the front, goes to start the car to to leave, and he feels this kind of weird weight, like a like a like a, a shift in weight in the truck, and then a shift off. And he was like, "Well, that was weird." He goes back there, and the deer's gone, or the deer's carcass is gone. Something took this, you know, deer carcass it was gone. Another one was was another famous one was when somebody was. Uh, was having some truck, some car issues on the on the side of the road and on Bray Road, and they ended up seeing this thing behind their their trunk and by their trunk behind the car, and all they could you know they could see the basically the entire beast, and eventually they got the car to start and they ended up getting out of there, but like they said, Linda Godfrey to me is is the not, I wouldn't say Godfather but Godmother or whatever you want to call it. To me, she's the OG when it comes to Dogman because nobody was talking about this and it was like a kind of a, uh, a taboo thing to talk about, which still kind of is. Um, I know the shout out to uh, Bigfoot Crossroads, uh, Matt, the host over there, um, you know, he had a, a podcast with uh, the Bigfoot Outlaws at a lot of points and those guys, 
we're taking reports of Bigfoot, hyena-faced Bigfoot, and they didn't know what they were. And people were telling them, hey, I thought I saw Bigfoot, but it was like it looked like a hyena or it looked like, you know, had pointed ears. And they thought it was another type of Bigfoot, like it was a, a different type. Or like, you know, it looked different, or different species of Bigfoot. But, you know, as, like I said, more information started coming out and people started coming forward and it wasn't as crazy to see a werewolf. Um, that's, what they, that's what they were getting reports of. And so shout out to Linda Godfrey, you know, rest in peace too. Um, I know she, like I said, she had been writing multiple books. Um, she was, you know, like I said, some, you know, the OG, the original, you know, on, on Dogman. So shout out to her. And so that guided me into, you know, finding different people on uh, YouTube in the mid 2000s. So like 2008, maybe not mid 2000s, mid to late 2000s. And so about 2008, 2000 through 2010, I just you know scoured and was looking, and I found to come across Dark Waters and um, you know obviously Bigfoot Outlaw Radio or Outlaw Radio, and you know one thing that you know I always found very interesting about Dogman was that they it's almost they, they it's like they it's the petting like I said I go back to pettiness, but a lot of it too is like it's it's like the buildup to a very scary movie, but then there's no payoff. And that's one thing that a lot of these stories that people talk about, um, you know, it's kind of kind of crazy. And, you know, to get into the conspiracy side of this, and this goes for Bigfoot and really any cryptids that you, that you want to talk about uh, or that I can mention. Um, you know, there's, people always mention the government conspiracy um, that they were making super soldiers and they were using... Um, you know, wolf and man and trying to mix them together to make a super soldier. Um, a conspiracy back, shoot, 1940s, 1930s, um, was that Adolf Hitler and the Nazis were trying to design uh, werewolf super soldiers. And they were using German wolves um, to do that. So that's that's kind of a crazy conspiracy too because, I mean, then that kind of compiles into another conspiracy where like, you know, if you're okay, you got super soldiers, but then you also have, you know, what happened? Did they get loose? So now they're all over the place. How did they get to America? And so, like, you know, are, are we doing it over here too? You know, so. But anytime someone has a, a, a dogman encounter and they have a physical evidence as, and this is, these are stories that I've heard on the internet and, and YouTube and places like this, but um, the conspiracy is, is that every time there's any type of evidence to find these creatures, um, you know, government interference happens. Crazy story that I heard. Um, and this is a super crazy story. Um, and I can't remember who I heard this from, but this is uh, this. It's one of those people that I mentioned before. If you if you you know heard some of those people, so there was a uh, there was a there was a family that was living. Um, on a ranch and you know they had lived there for a while but they had known about these these creatures I'll call them creatures um, and you know they kind of lived in coexistence until they started messing with the house and they started doing things well one of the family members ended up shooting one of these things and they ended up had going into basically all out war and one thing too that uh this is from Dark Waters too. I, I, I just remembered who it was coming, um, but they had they lived in this house. You know, like these things are so strong 
that when they were running into the house, they, they were basically collapsing the frame of the house, and they were busting through walls. Um, and he's and uh, you know according to the story, there was you know over a dozen of them, and this family had to fight these creatures off, like basically to stay alive. And this had kind of been a story that you know has been whispered in that town. And I cannot remember the name of the town, and I can't remember where this is located, but I know it's not, it's in the south. And, you know, they ended up, you know, they ended up fighting these things off, you know, the first night. Well, you know, all these family members and people, you know, they're like, well, we got to get them out of here. So they were getting prepared for, so they reinforced the, the doors and basically went into all-out war and eventually ended up having to move. Because these things were just overwhelming. They were just ungodly amounts of speed, like in, in power. And they couldn't, you know, really, you know, fend them off properly. Um, and like I said, that's called the Siege of Lockett Ranch, and that's on YouTube. It's a Dark Waters story. Can we confirm if Dogman's real? So there was a study done back, I would say probably, probably ten, seven, eight years ago, ten at the most, um, by Melba Ketchum, and. You know, she is a pretty prominent scientist. You know, she had been done all types of stuff. You know, worked for the government, did government contracts. I believe even worked, not for NASA or someone along those lines. Like, she's a really smart person, really someone that knows what they're talking about when it comes to, you know, science and doing testing and research. And she had reached out to people in the Bigfoot and Dogman community and had gotten, you know, DNA samples. Some of those samples were never given back to her. And that's another part of the conspiracy. Is why weren't they given the samples back? If they did if they weren't anything, you know, why are these government funded facilities? I believe they were like Minnesota, University of Minnesota, there was like all these, you know, prominent testing labs that do the, the genome and so of animals. And so that adds to the conspiracy too. Like, okay, well, you these government funded public institutions are you know, swiping away, uh, you know, swiping away evidence that these things exist. Um, and one thing too was kind of crazy. There was a guy that was that was working with her, and he had come out and he had mentioned. I want to. I believe it was Scott Carpenter came out and you know was telling people like, "Hey, this is what this this came down is like. You know, nothing that we've ever seen before. This isn't matched to anything. There's no known match to this to this dog hair." And they even said they found flesh, which is kind of wild. But I'm going to be honest with you, for me, I can only envision this creature as a shapeshifter type creature. Um, you know, stories passed down, and this is kind of where I'll go into, you know, shapeshifting stories or shapeshifting lore. But the person that shapeshifts has to wear, the, you know, obviously has to wear, you know, some semblance of the animal that they want to turn into. But a lot of those, you know, details are lost. But one detail that is very interesting to me about shapeshifting lore and culture is that I was told that they have to basically remove their organs to make room for the, the, the animal's organs. And they set them in a certain place, you know, hiding them. And there's been stories, you know, where people have done that, they have shifted or they have turned into something, and they have left left their organs in a place where it was not beneficial for them, 
and another animal came and ate them, and they could never turn back. And that could be another part of that dogman thing too. It's just you know people try to turn into a wolf, and you know they could stand up and do the whole thing because the longer they're a wolf, or the longer they are, you know they could adapt, or you know they die. And I get kind of nervous talking about stuff like that because it's like I remember these stories or those that that you know information you know was given to me. And it's always kind of nerve wracking to give it back because you want to get it right. But that's been a thing that's been, you know, going on for a long time. And, you know, there's stories, you know, I'll give one out of uh, northeast Oklahoma. You know, there was two old Cherokee ladies, women, who beefed for a lot of years. You know, a lot, a lot of years. And all, they beefed all the way up until they got, you know, into their you know elderly years. And they winded up in the same nursing home. And workers at the nursing home, you know, they'd say that at different times during the night, They'd see black dogs walking the halls, you know, and depending on which one, you know, was the two ladies, they'd be going in and out of their rooms. And so, you know, it's pretty interesting, you know, to kind of hear that, you know, and, and that's kind of where that dog man comes to me. And that's what it comes to mind when I hear dog man. You know, I, I think of the, the you know, kind of out, you know, Chris, Chris Christopher Honka Hill, you know he does his he does his travels and he has told you know he's told you know stories of you know uh, skinwalkers and people that change like that and what they can do and you know one story that he hasn't really told and I'm not gonna tell it here but you know it has something to do with that you know with something coming and going now that's a, a wolf type creature or entity or or being or inner or medicine or magic or whatever you want to call it. You know, one story that I was always told me, to me growing up, uh, and I had heard this, you know, from people just, you know, living in Tahlequah, is that there used to be a road um, out kind of, and I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's Bunch, but I can't remember exactly where it was at, but, you know, there used to be a wolf that used to walk up and down the road, yeah, uh, that used to, you know, walk up and down the road and they'd catch it, you know, sometimes some people would see it, you know, walking, you know, down the road um another kind of a story that i've heard and this is like i said this is these are old like i said i can't remember some of these people who told them because they've you know if you and if you heard this if you've heard these stories that i'm telling please you know shoot me a message say, hey that was my grandma my grandma told that story uh please let me tell me so i can get their names right and and give them their credit because like i said you know, running around with, uh, you know, Louis Jackson, my grandpa, we'd always, you know, people, they'd be talking to everybody about things, you know. And so, you know, I always wanted to, I always wanted to make sure I get people's stories right. And if you not, if, if, if I didn't tell the story right, you tell me, you know, give me the story and I'll tell it right and I'll make adjustments and we'll, I'm, you'll get that full blast, like, uh, like that non, what is it? Z- uh, zero sugar Mountain Dew? No, nah, we want full blast. <laughs> But, you know, there's those stories out there. And there was another story that I had heard growing up that I thought was, you know, kind of, it's a dog man story. There was a, an elderly woman. No, I'm sorry. An elderly woman told this story, but this is when she was a little girl. So her, her and her cousins used to run around kind of right as, you know, dusk started getting dark outside. And, they, she, and I remember, I can hear her hear it in her voice, but she was like, what? Them coyotes were real going crazy. Kind of off. 
you know, off in the woods a little bit. And she had some cousins who are, you know, kin that was real crazy. And they like to, you know, investigate things, go out there and see what's going on. And, you know, she's too scared, though, is what she said. Kind of too scared to 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 go out there. But her, her, her kinfolk did. And they said it sounded like, like yipping, like a baby coyote or like a baby, you know, dog or something like that. It didn't sound real big. And they ended up going, kind of sneaking their way through the brush. And those coyotes stopped yipping when this little baby cry, like, you know, baby type noise was heard. And they kind of peek through and they look and it's a eight foot tall standing wolf making that noise. It's almost luring them kind of what it sound like you know so i always think of that story when i hear a dog man i think of you know kind of those kids and I, you know i can't really i wasn't there but and you know i'm a, you know it's not my story but i can see the moonlight hitting that wolf just right you know showing off the you know just making it look real creepy like but but there's these stories out there all throughout in indian country you know of you know different you know shapeshifters and this is you know different type of stories and as i'm sitting here talking that's usually how it goes but you know i had a kin for i had a family member who uh went home real real went home with this really pretty indian girl uh, and you know they uh he's like, i guess we'll go to bed you know get up early we got things to do tomorrow and he wakes up and he kind of sees a firelight going through the light through the window he looks, and there was four upright walking wolves dancing around this fire, middle of the night. Man, I just imagine being that, being being my relative that seen that. You know, that'd be kind of, that'd be crazy. But you know, there's like I said, there's there's different ways to to see what you want to see and believe what you want to believe. Um, the the point of this podcast is to be. It's to basically introduce people to things that they haven't heard before. Or things that they have heard and maybe add something to it. And what's one thing that, you know, I often kind of think, kind of criticize my own self, my own podcast. Like, oh, am I telling too much? Or am I, am I telling not enough? Am I just keeping it bare bones? And, you know, my thought is, is you get what you get. And then if there's a part two, you know, so, you know. If, you know, eventually I'm going to have guests who, you know, are going to come on. And, and like I said, I keep promising you guys that. And, you know, I, I uh, eventually I will. But, uh, but you know, that's one thing that I was kind of, you know, critique myself on is, especially with this podcast, it was, like, am I giving you enough? And, you know, to me, this dogman topic is something that's unbelievable. It's truly a phenomenon that is unbelievable. Because is it real? Are these people telling the truth? Is the government covering this up? Why are those hair samples not being tested? Did that person really see a wolf's head in the window? You know. So, you know, you just truly never know. But at the same, but I believe everything. I believe everything until you tell me not to. Until I see, until I see otherwise. And that's one thing about this dogman uh, phenomenon. Is that there's been people seeing it multiple times. And... There's been people that, you know, one thing that's kind of strange about this phenomenon, too, is that if you've never seen it, you you may never see it. But if you have seen it, you'll see it again. There's a lot of people out there that have had experiences that continue to see it. This thing, this creature, you know, and 
one thing too that's kind of interesting about this whole topic and uh, you know people always talk about it being spiritual that it's a demon that it you know it can it can manifest or that demons can manifest themselves into dogman because people are so scared of this topic and they're so scared of you know this or they've seen that so you know it's it's kind of interesting you know it's just very interesting to me and you know and I want to make sure that you know I cover basically all the gr- the grounds of the basics. If I miss anything, let me guys know. Let me know. You know, hit me a shoot me a message on Facebook. You know, let me know if there's you got a story. Because one thing I am doing is I'll just I'll continue to tell stories. You know, and and I, if you uh, if you want me to give you you know credit on a story, just just you know give me your name. Um, but I appreciate you guys listening in. We're almost to three thousand audio listens. That's I, I still cannot believe that you know that that we're I'm at that you know that 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 I this podcast has done that and people listen to it. Um, it's just, it's baffling to me, I guess, really, but, uh, I appreciate you guys. I really, truly do. Uh, we're almost at 3K. One thing, too, that I'm kind of, is kind of my test and kind of my way of doing things is my goal is to make sure every one of my episodes has 100 listens, because that means 100 people listen to it. Um, and rise of right now, we're almost at that, that goal, so... I think we're, I think we're literally I think we're like four listens away from every one of my episodes having over a hundred, which is awesome. You know I, I can't can't thank you guys enough. And like I said, this is when we were technically on the, the podcast game. I'm this is a fairly new podcast, but uh, I appreciate you guys listening in. You can catch me on uh, Facebook, the Whole Tiger, TikTok, One Man Band Nine One Eight, Twitter, One Man Band Nine One Eight, and also two guys. Go like the Facebook page. I have it. I have it up. I, I, you know, I have all the new episodes that roll out. Please share, like, comment, and if you listen to this podcast enough, go rate it wherever you can rate it. Helps the algorithms. You know, everybody talks about the algos, but I appreciate you guys, and I'll catch you on the next one.